Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. So awesome to have you in church and, you know, Colleen spends most of her time with our children, looking after the hordes out there. Um, but Colleen, there was just, um, you know, God showed me this beautiful picture. Um, I know that you've got a big season ahead of you next year, and 2020 is going to be such a fabulous year. And uh, just what you and Dave have sown into this place and into our kids already uh, has been super amazing. And I just wanted to encourage you with this word. I just saw uh, you walking around the kids, and uh, God showed me this like spiritual moment that every time you walked up and you just rested your hand on their shoulders, there was like a spiritual bush in each child. And as you laid your hands on, there was a faith inside of you, and there was new growth sprouting every time you came and laid your hands on those kids. And I know that as you continue to be faithful, that faith is going to stir in the kids and they're going to grow and be developed, not by a program, but by the faithfulness of who you are and who God's created you to be. And you are a great ambassador, not just to our kids, but to us as the parents. So we champion you, we believe in you. And 2020, man, will be so good, not just for you, but for our kids. So thank you for what you do. You know, we've got incredible kids in ministry here at church. You know, if, if you don't get out the back because you don't have kids, just go out there and you'll appreciate what happens in here because this is so quiet uh, and it's so lovely and it's only because we have such incredible children's teams. So thank you so much for what you guys do. But um, hey, it's uh, my real privilege. Thanks, team. You guys have been incredible. Um, it's my privilege to actually get to speak this morning. Um, it's uh, uh, quite a joy for me actually to share what God has placed on my heart and uh, it is in honor of our amazing pastors, Mark and Sarah, um, that have really fine-tuned and, and, you know, the whole iron sharpens iron that we get to have these opportunities uh, to stand here and you all think, oh, look at you go, but what takes place to get to this moment uh, is a lot of clanging and banging and, um, but, you know, hey, it sparks, it start fires, so let's see what happens. Um, but hey, our pastors um, send their love. They are up north in Whangarei preaching at C3 Church with uh, Pastor Trent and Jade Membry. So um, yeah, I mean, they're a pumping church already, but once you've had Pastor Mark, it's kind of like, well, that place is going to be on fire for 2020. So it's going to be really exciting to uh, hear how their journey's been. And um, yeah, but it's going to be really great. Hey, so we're in the season at the moment um, of series. And uh, we've had some incredible series over the last few months. But we're in full surrender December, and uh, if you're visiting with us today, this is actually a beautiful series that is helping us understand and unpack what it looks like to actually lay our life down for Jesus. Um, now, this is not, hey, let's just all leave our jobs, sell our homes, and jump into full-time ministry. That is not quite what it's about. It is about having a posture of your heart to say, you know what, Jesus, I lay it down for you. I surrender this area. I surrender this part. I surrender what I think is important, and I surrender it to you. And that is what we want to uh, do together on this journey with Full Surrender December. Um, so we're kind of closing it out a little bit because like next week's Christmas. So, you know, Pastor Mark's going to do a great job there. But I know, as well as our pastoral team, that this series is the best thing for us as a church. It is the best thing for us as individuals, as for our marriages, our workplaces, our families, because we need to understand what does it look like to be fully surrendered to Jesus. Now, you may go, I'm fully surrendered. Um, well, I thought that a lot of times. 
until God's like, hey, we've got a love offering. I'm like, oh, not super fully surrendered today. Um, but, you know, God works on your hearts and it becomes easier. Or, hey, I'd like you to pray for someone or have a prophetic word when you know it's going to be super intense. But, hey, just step out in faith and you're like, oh, maybe, God, you have got it wrong and that's for someone next week when Pastor Mark is preaching, so let him have a go. No, it's full surrender is actually hearing the voice of God in the moment and allowing him to say, you know what? I got you. I got you. Now, this word surrender, uh, it is a challenging word because when we think of surrender, if you've watched any movies where someone has gone, surrender, white flag, it's usually because of oppression. Um, They have been overrun. They are giving up. They are saying, you have overpowered me. I cannot do this. I give up, white flag. Now, We're not talking about that kind of surrender because Jesus did not come here to push us into a corner, to get us on our back foot and to say, I have come for you to be saved. He said, I have come, I have come for the sins of everyone that you may have life and not just life, but an abundant life. So I'm excited with today's message. I've got a title, which I'm going to share with you once I've prayed because You know, it's important to start. I'm just leading you with some anticipation. That was my little hook to get you excited. So, Father, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you are building your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I thank you for every son and every daughter in this house with a testimony of truth, a testimony of hope, and a testimony of freedom. It is because of you that we are here. And so, Father, I thank you that you sent your son. I thank you, Jesus, that you went on the cross. But you are no longer there. You are alive. And we give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we honor you in this moment. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, you ready for the title? Joyful surrender. (laughs) Who thought surrender could be joyful? That changes the movie scene of the white flag. That's like, let's have a party in my surrender. But that's because it is so countercultural to what the world tells us about. When we think of the word surrender, it is a defeated stance. But when we say we are surrendered to Jesus, it is one of victory. Because when we surrender, we don't just surrender. I was just talking to Kim about this before the service. We often go, God is so good. When we're at the mountaintops of life in our victory, but then in the valleys, we're kind of going, oh God, where are you? Because I don't know how I'm going to ever get through this part of my life. But full surrender is actually accepting, knowing and believing that in the midst of everything, God is good. God is with us and God is for us and he will never leave us nor forsake us. Okay, so if you have your Bibles with you this morning, we're going to uh, turn to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1. If you don't have your Bibles with you this morning, I'm a bit of a fanatic about this. I'm always encouraging our team to bring your Bibles to church, uh, to bring a highlighter because then we can highlight Scripture together. And in 20 minutes, which is what we have together this morning, is not enough for us to actually dive deep into the Word of God. And so my encouragement is bring your word with you, highlight it, and then you can go away and actually spend time, God, what are you saying that I didn't hear this morning? Um, You know, Pastor Mark is a big fan. Like, this is the answer to our problems. It's right here in this book, and um, for many of you that have been in our family a long time, I love acronyms, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. It just, it's, come on, you know, for all of you old school Baptists, you get it, but that is it, Okay. That is it right there. If you are stuck and maybe you just don't like the instructions, well, you've got to get over that because, you know, it's dangerous. Uh, but this is going to help you. 
and it is helping you, and it's going to continue to help you because the Word of God is good yesterday, is good today, and it's going to be good tomorrow. It is the Word of God, and it is truth, and uh, I'm excited to uh, you know, just continue this journey of just pushing that out there with our church. So it's going to come on the screens as well if you haven't got your Bible with you, but here we go. Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. A descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary, the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. What an incredible greeting. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this must be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is such a fantastic piece of scripture. I know that a lot of you have heard it, read it. It's been done at Christmas a load of times. But this morning, we're going to look a little deeper at this passage of scripture around Mary's life and what does it look like to surrender fully to God, but also how do we find the joy in the surrender? And so we're going to go through this uh, a little bit, and um, I'm a big fan of points, so I have five, um, because that was just easy, because I only had five fingers, I don't want to go to my other hand, um, and four just doesn't sound right, I have four points, it just didn't work. So I'm a points guy, I love it, and I feel like it's easy to remember. So here we go, first point, accept your identity, just thought we'll start with, you know, all guns blazing. Accept your identity. Now, Mary in this passage of scripture had to actually understand, she had to surrender who she thought she was to actually surrender herself to what God had called her to be. So in this moment of, in this scripture, can we just pull up verse 26, Jacob? In this passage of scripture, it says, the angel of the Lord said to her, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. There's two awesome things right here. She has been identified as highly favored by God. That's her identity right there. And the Lord is with you. Sometimes we forget that we're favored by God and that God is actually with us. It doesn't matter what season you're in at the valley or on a mountaintop. God is with you in your circumstance, in your trials, and in your victories. And we have to remember that a mountaintop goes to another valley, which gets to another mountaintop. So there is always hope. There is always a new day. There is always a victory coming because God has already said that your circumstance, Jesus laid his life down for it. There is victory in it. So our identity is key to understanding what a joyful surrender looks like because if our identity is one of brokenness, I'm unworthy, then surrender is white flag, don't hurt me, God. 
don't send your bolts of lightning because I think I did something wrong. It's actually allowing God into the deepest, darkest places of your heart and saying, this is me. This is my baggage from the past. This is who I am today. God, take me. And he is so awesome. He loves us so much that he goes, I'll take that. Why? Because he loves us and he sees us for who he created, not for our brokenness, not for our sin, not for the things you did yesterday, the bad choices you think you've made. God sees you for who he created you to be, and he has called you favored son, favored God, and the Lord is with each of you right here, right now. So as we leave this place and go into Christmas season, families, the, the, the fun times of what that may look like, remember two things. You are highly favored. You are highly favored. And you know what? God's with you. Those are pretty, oh, we could stop there. That's. But sometimes we look and go, well, am I worthy? Well, of course you are. Why? Because God said so. How do I know that? Basic instructions before leaving this place. Okay, God, I've gone through a wobble. I need to look at my manuscript. Here it is. Oh, son of God. That's pretty awesome. Loved by God. Oh, yeah, okay, this is getting better. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, man, it's all coming out of this. But I could also go and have a chat to my friends who don't know God and go, I'm having such a time. time. Oh, well, you know, that's how your cards are dealt. You know, Zen and Ying and whatever. It's just, you know, that's your life. Too bad. No, no, no. Rubbish. God sent his son for us. And not just for us, but our families, our work colleagues, our friends, a hundred people not sitting in this room. God sent his son for them as well. And we have to remember that it's identity, recognizing who you are, who I am, so that when God says, hey, there's a new way, you can go, I'm surrendering that so fast because I know that God's got something so much better for my life. Now, please, this does not mean I'm going to give up the hopes and dreams and all of that. No, no, no. God says, give it to me and he will make it so much better. He doesn't take it away from us. He just makes it better. I'm trying to stay on my notes a little bit because they're quite good this morning. So here's Mary. We can look at Mary and go, okay, well, she was highly favored by God. But here's some things that you didn't maybe pick up in the scripture that she was poor. Super poor. Okay, that's not a really great place for the king of kings to come from. She was also young, like super young. She wasn't quite married yet. She was engaged or promised to be to, to um, Joseph, but she was so young. She didn't have lifetime experience or anything like that. And third, in this time, she was a woman. And that wasn't such a great thing back then because women just, you're a woman. Okay, great. So she had these three things that the world was saying, well, you're poor, you're young, and you're a woman. Ah, son of God, Please. That's the information and the vibe that would have been probably coming from her town, her village. Imagine you saying that to someone. Well, I've, you know, this is who I am, but God's favor. Oh, be like, but you're so poor. You're young. It's not so much about the woman thing now. But her identity, she saw a young, poor woman. Jesus saw highly favored. We've got to align ourselves and not look at who we think we are, who the world says we are, and go, we are highly favored sons and daughters of God. How do we know? Basic instructions. We need to surrender identity to God as He restores us, forgives us, and loves us. 
He's not going to do it when we surrender. He's already done it. He has already forgiven you. He's already restoring you. He's already loved on you, and he loves you, and that will never stop. So we need to remember in our surrender, he loves us, you're forgiven, and he is restoring you. Amen? Oh, boy, bust through these quick. Okay, number two, you are chosen. You are chosen. The angel of the Lord says that you have found favor with God. That tells me that, the, that God had gone, this is the woman I want to make this happen. This is the woman that's going to have Jesus. This is who I have chosen. He, uh, sorry, she had found favor with God. And now we often can look at the situation and go, well, how do I know if I'm chosen? Well, you're chosen. How do I know that? Basic instructions before leaving earth. When you are saved, do what? Go out into all the world. Tell people about Jesus. Not, 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 oh, okay, so Pastor Ryan went to Bible college, been in ministry for 17 years, you know, gave up his job. Wow, look at this resume, you know, and, and sold his home. Wow, been on mission trips. Oh, okay, go into all the world and save people. Rubbish. Get saved. Go into all the world. Next door neighbor, workmate, husband, wife, children. Tell them about Jesus. I'm trying to keep it simple. So you are chosen. God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. I absolutely love this phrase and it's a part of who I am because so often we can go, well, okay, if I, if I actually get to Bible college, then my calling will be okay. Well, actually, well, once I'm married, then I've kind of got that distraction of hoping I'm gonna get married out of the way and then I can carry on with my life or maybe it's like, well, as soon as I've, I've got like 80,000, I was going to 800, but that's not quite in my graph. $80,000, when I get $100,000 in my bank, well, then I'll be set up and, oh boy, full-time ministry, here we, no. God's waiting for you to just go, you know what, this is who I am right now. My identity is a son and daughter. We already know that. My identity, we surrender it to God and we are chosen. But when we accept that we are chosen by God, there is such a great um, charisma that comes inside. There is a joy that comes inside of us because we go, hey, I'm valuable. God wants to use little old me. Like I had to fly here from South Africa just to get all this happening. Well, there's a long way to go. And that was on accident. It wasn't even planned. But God has still come through in my world because I continually surrendered. I didn't just go, take me fully, God. It was piece by piece because I thought I'd fully surrendered most of my life. And then as we discover and have relationship with Jesus, we understand that, no, no, I'm holding on really tightly to certain things in my life. No, no, I'm good with this, God. I think I'm all over it. But actually, he's going, ah, well, I'll keep walking with you. Feel free to pass it over whenever you're ready because he's such a gentleman. Today I am proof that as all of our, as our leadership team and staff here at church, all of us are proof that God's hand is upon our life right here, right now, and not later once we have achieved what we need to achieve. All of our pastoral team have had really interesting and unique histories. We didn't all grow up in a Christian home with great values and morals. Totally the opposite. But you know what? Jesus set us free. He showed us our true identity, 
And then he showed us that we are all chosen and that there is a great thing for each of us to do, that there is a plan and purpose, getting to my next point, plan and purpose for our lives. And that's what I start to get a joy inside of my spirit because I go, man, I'm not, I'm not who God showed, like, I, I'm not that guy. I'm not this broken, timid, really shy Ryan Chadwick. No, no, I am, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I have an authority inside of me as the Son of God, and so I can stand in front of any situation, hopefully, and go, no, 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 God is good. You know, we all go through valleys and we go, oh, God, are you actually, yeah, no, you are here, but I just, could you get a bit closer? Okay? But we can't wait for that moment. We are chosen by God. You are highly favored, loved by God, chosen by God for such a time as this. Mary was exactly the right person for the job. Why? Because God said so. Because God said she was highly favored. She had found favor with God. You are chosen. I also know that everyone in this room is highly favored, that you are chosen. And I don't want to drum this for too many times, but I really want you to leave this place to walk out the doors where they join your spirit as you lay stuff down today. And don't feel like you've been backed into a corner with a white flag, but that actually you have a celebration in your spirit a posture that says, I'm laying down my life joyfully for my Jesus. That is my heart for you this morning. Amen. So is this difficult? Too right it is. Okay, Mary's situation to say that she was chosen was difficult enough. Poor, young, a woman, but still highly favored. Highly favored. And what was her circumstance? to have Jesus come into this world. Jesus was born through a virgin, poor person, super young woman. Yet God said, I found favor with this person. I was going to say, some people find it difficult to simply identify as a Christian. I've been on a school camp recently and uh, all the parents get together because all the kids have been naughty somewhere and we're trying to hide while the teachers take over. And we're all having a coffee and there's 47 of them. So we're just gathering and I'm starting to get to know everyone. They go, oh, so what do you do? It's gone around the you know, builder and a, a whole bunch of guys. And, and they get to me and I'm like, so I'm a pastor. And the conversation just stopped. <laughs> it's like they felt I could see into their, I don't know, it's not quite how it was. But, but there was this awkwardness. And I was like, no, I could, either, I could feel awkward and shy away and go, Oh, yeah, okay, obviously they don't vibe Christians. Yeah, no, I was like, hey, yeah, and I just went full born. I was like, this is our church. I love it. We've got 400 people in Topol. They're like, well, like, in, like, is that all the Christians together? I'm like, no, no, this is our, that's our church. They're like, well, what do you mean? And so then we start to unpack it a little bit, and people start to get like an excitement, like, oh, yeah, like you've got tattoos even. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't judge me because I haven't judged you. <laughs> so, you know. But you're like, fun. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, obviously these guys have a list of how to be a Christian. Okay, no, the tattoos are okay, fun is okay, you dress okay. But we need to actually understand that our identity of who Christ has in us, that we are chosen the call of God on your life, is not hidden inside. It needs to be displayed proudly and with joy in your spirit, that your spiritual posture is one of, I am a son, I am a daughter, and if anyone asks me, I'm proud to tell them that this is the heritage, my fucker papa. this is who I am, and this is where I've come from. So point three, God has a plan. Well, that's exciting because it's right here, instructions. God has a plan for our life. 
He told Mary. I mean, Mary said, how is this going to happen? I mean, she's not married. She's a virgin. But now she's somehow going to have a baby. I mean, we're all smart enough to know that that's a miracle. But it happened. There is a plan, and God's plan took place. Now, I know that each of us have a plan and a purpose. Actually, let me just rephrase that. God has plans and purposes for our life. Now, you may be right in the middle of God's plan today, one of them. But I know that he has got such a beautiful life in store for us. And sometimes we can hinder that by holding on to our stuff and saying, no, no, God, I'm, I'm good at the minute. I'm okay. I've got, I got this. i got this. She'll be all right kind of attitude. But we don't got this. And we realize that when we surrender it all fully to God, as we lay it down, a joyfulness arises in our heart. And I can speak to this because this is the experience of my life. I remember getting saved and it was like different because I'd never experienced it before. I didn't really understand what was going on, but I knew that there was a truth in the moment. There was something happening in my heart and it wasn't like sadness or like brokenness. There was a hope inside of me that was rising up as I was being told that someone laid their life down for me. Like I was 15 years old. I'd been a real naughty 15-year-old for 15 years. Like I didn't have a dad on the scene. I'm like, this whole circumstance doesn't fit, but you accept me? And a joy rose up inside of me as I surrendered my old life for one that Jesus had laid his life down for. And today, that is so true for many of us. And you may be sitting here today, and you've never done that. But that's okay, because at the end of this, I want to give you opportunity to step into this new life that Jesus has for you. It is the best decision you will ever make. Point four. You are not alone. How beautiful is it that Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, who was barren, an old lady, was given a gift, John. At the same time that Mary was going to have Jesus, she went to visit Elizabeth. And through that trial, like if you need to know that your miracle is going to take place, go and stand next to someone that's already had one. If you need a breakthrough, stand next to someone that's seen breakthrough. If you need to pray for someone, you don't know how, go and spend time with people who are praying all the time. This this morning, I said to Ryan Gerber, come and pray for me. I'm preaching this morning. It's a good word, but I need you to stand alongside me. Mighty man, mighty warrior. I need you to stand alongside of me. You are not alone. Mary was not alone. The Lord was with her. And then she went to visit Elizabeth. We are created to do life together. That's why we love hanging around for sausages and stuff. We're not making money on them, I promise you. It's not happening. But we love chatting, not just the how you go and love your hat. Oh, great shoe choice. Hey, Ryan Gerber, you and me are matching shirts again today. No, no, no. How are you? Are you okay? Part of our values here is we do this journey together. No matter where you're at, you are not alone. God is with you. God is with you. You are a son and a daughter of God. You are chosen, and He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He's not stringing you out to to die. 
He's calling you into a place of life and authority that we've never experienced before. And He wants to remind us today that you are not alone. You are not alone. So just as I finish this morning, I want to remind us that there is joy in our surrender. This is my last point. There is joy in our surrender. At the beginning, I explained what surrender looks like you know, in the movies and forcefully taken over. But, but when God asks us to surrender, there should be a joyfulness arising, an excitement arising, because we know that what He has for us is not going to overpower us. It's not going to shy us back into the darkness and into the corners where maybe we've come from. No, no. It's going to bring us into a victory that we have never experienced before, a victory that we have been longing for, but because we've held on so closely going, I think I've got this God, but now we give it over to Him. There is a release. There is a freedom, and we get set up to take over whatever God has for our life, and we say, I surrender fully to you, God. I surrender fully to you, God. So this morning, as we surrender and yield our life to God, to the plans and the purposes, that we discover that He has our very best interests at heart. God loves us. God loves you. You are favored by God. He has chosen you for an incredible life. And he's saying, you don't have to do it alone. He is with us. But all you have to do is look around you, look to your left and your right. You are not alone. Whatever journey you are taking on, there are people praying for you during the week. There are pastors that are actually like laying stuff down, not because we have to, but because we want to. We believe in Topol. We believe in you and we believe in this church and we're excited for what God is doing. He's already done amazing things and he's doing them today, but I'm excited and expectant for what still is to come for 2020. So today as I close, I want our posture to be one of of hope and excitement, but a joyful surrender as we don't finish 2019 going, thank God I made it. Like, I'm an optimist, so this is probably a little bit easier. I'm like, if there's an optimist, I'm like the leader of the optimist group. Sounds like a transformer, so. But I am optimistic. And I, and I understand that you start in January and you finish in December and you're going, thank God I made it. We got there in the end. But I want to encourage us today. It doesn't have to be that way. We can actually be excelled. We can be catapulted into 2020 with a victory in our spirit, knowing that God has has already taken us out of whatever you went through in 2019. And God knows we had some stuff go on in 2019. I can't wait for 2020, but I'm not doing it on my knees. I'm doing it a place of victory and a stance of posture that says, God, I surrender it to you. Here's my life. Bring on 2020. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.